0: last time on the skip and josh podcast
1: if you don't accept the owner's offer which it may suck but if you don't accept it there's going to be no games and you're going to get zero dollars so right.
0: he's saying i don't want to pay for half i'm already going to get 30 percent less and now they want to take half of that and how come i'm going to play like well, okay well you could you could get zero <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know? like so how, how does zero strike how does how do you like the sound of zero
1: You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. I'm Josh in Toronto. And I'm Skip in Montreal. In today's episode, old movies. Joe Rogan. And the 1982 MLB All-Star Game. But first, some documentaries. Okay, Skip, so I noticed, as you know, when I listen to our shows afterwards, I notice things that I don't notice when we record them. Mm -hmm. For example, I noticed that there's a lot of things that I find interesting or fascinating and you don't care about them at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's like at least the last two out of the last three episodes where you actually said on the show, oh, by the way, I wasn't listening to a word you said. You said that to me
1: twice. (laughs) No, but there's a difference. I wasn't listening because I was searching for information, but it doesn't mean I don't care about what you're saying. It just means I didn't hear what you were saying. There's a difference. Uh,
0: Okay. 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 So like what? What don't I care about?
1: Well, I mean, I'll get to this later, but you know, one of my favorite things is when is when TSN puts on an episode of 30 for 30, I, I always look forward to seeing, oh, which one is it? I hope it's one that I haven't seen yet because there's a bunch that I've already seen, or I hope it's like a subject or a topic that I actually care about because there's a bunch that I don't care about. Um, well, it's
0: interesting that you mentioned 30 for 30 because I have a note about that this week because there was one on that I missed the beginning, so I only taped like three quarters of it. That I think you would have liked.
1: Okay, well then maybe we'll start with that, and I'll I'll change gears and we'll start with that because, um, I have I have great news for me. I don't think you'll care about it. <laughs> okay, yeah, but, great news. So I used to like you know scour the guide to see when the next thirty for thirty would be on. You know, sometimes they're on at like two in the morning, and I'll record them yeah. and watch them the next day or something. Right. But I discovered, and I don't think this existed until a few days ago or maybe a week ago for, if you have bell five, I don't know what it's like for Videotron or Rogers, but if you have bell five, you can go on demand and almost every single episode of 30 for 30 is available on demand for free.
0: Chances are like everyone is there except for whatever the newest one is maybe.
1: Right. Right. And so I was surprised because how many episodes do you think there are since day one? Well,
0: there was 30 in season one. We know that.
1: Well, there was only supposed to be one season.
0: Yeah. So they're probably on more than 60, I guess. I think there's probably 70. I don't know.
1: So there's 90 on demand. Wow, that's amazing. And there's some missing. Like, for example, next week, there's a new one coming out about uh, Lance Armstrong. It's not on demand yet because it hasn't Uh even been released yet.
0: Right. So, So, So have you seen, have you heard about this one? It's called Big Shot. Yeah, oh,
1: I watched that a few years ago. I really liked that one. Oh, a few years ago. I thought it was new. <laughs> no, 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 it's not new. It's a really good one actually. And I'm sure if you missed the beginning, I'm sure it's gonna be on again or again check on demand. you can I watch know. It from I tried the to
0: I tried to find it to see if it was gonna be on again like at two o'clock in the morning, but like I couldn't get it. So I'm gonna be on the lookout for it. but I, I did record like the majority of it. So, anyways, like just to tell people what it's about, it's about like the New York Islanders and this owner, what's his name, Spano, who yeah. basically scammed the whole NHL and pretended that like he had all this money, but he really didn't. But that's not why I thought it would be interesting for for you. Do you know who directed that?
1: Well, hold on before that, that you get movie? before you go to the next thing. Yeah. How ridiculous is it that anyone can pretend that they have all this money and fool all these people for that long? Like it's it's mind boggling to me.
0: Josh, the United States has a president who, who was, on a show, a reality show called The Apprentice. Like, come on, like it is possible. Like that—that's the, the proof, <laughs> right?
1: It's unbelievable how he fooled so many people for such a long time, and not just like any Joe Schmo. Like, apparently, the people who have to vet these things are intelligent people, supposedly. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Supposedly. Anyways. So no, I don't know so, who directed it. Oh, th-
0: th- it's incredible. It's
1: Kevin Connolly. Oh yes, me. that's right. And so here's the other funny thing, because E from
0: Entourage, when, just to let people know I'm talking. about.
1: When I watched the show, the the that episode, I had not seen any episodes of Entourage yet back then. Right. So I didn't even I know who he was. I, I didn't was like, even how know come who Josh he was. Never told
0: me about this. Well, how come Josh never told me about this? I was like wondering what's going on. Like it's right up your alley, you know. And we never talked about it. So I never even weird.
1: knew who he was until years later. Anyway, so we started off
0: with the show with 30 for 30, but let's get back to how you really wanted to start the show.
1: No, no, no. Let's continue with 30 for 30, because as I told you, I I discovered the mother load. (laughs) Yeah. And I watched five episodes of 30 for 30 this week.
0: Okay, let me see if I've watched any of these.
1: Okay, well, um, the first one, if you haven't seen it, you have to see this. It's called fantastic lies it's about the D- the duke lacrosse team do you remember this story from 10 years ago yes
0: yes i know i'm aware of the movie but i haven't seen it but yes
1: so i i didn't know most of this stuff because i remember when this was happening 10 years ago i heard little bits and pieces of it but i really didn't get into it at all and mm-hmm. after watching this this documentary like I'm very angry. I'm so angry at these people. Not the not the Duke team. Not the lacrosse team.
0: No, everybody that accused them and the yeah. the,
1: the journalists, the New York Times, the the yeah. the the North Carolina newspaper, all these television stations. Of course, the the uh, the attorney who was, um, you know, he, prosecuting. He just he just basically said, "Oh yeah, they're guilty," and he didn't even do any investigation. And everyone believed him. Yeah. Anyway, so that's one that I would highly recommend. Mm-hmm. That's really the only one that made me angry. When
0: a movie makes you angry, that's good. That's what the director's trying to do.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, another one is this one called Soul Man, and it's spelled S-O-L-E, and it's about Sonny Vaccaro. Do you know who he is? No. Okay, so he's the guy. He used to work for Nike, and then he worked for Adidas, and he's basically... He's the one that started this whole... A mess of of shoe companies paying players. Oh wow!
0: Imagine the influence that the shoe companies have. The shoe companies have on players now is especially in the NBA. Oh my God, it's enormous,
1: right? It is. But I mean, he didn't start off that way. Like basically, what he did at the beginning, and I won't give away the whole movie, but what he was doing was he would he would go to like a school like Syracuse, for example, and say, "Here, here's a bunch of Nike shoes for all your players." Yeah, just. You know, they can wear them whatever. And, uh, you know, and they were paying the coach of that particular team to, to, like, rep to say, you know, Nike's better than Adidas or Nike is better than Converse or whatever. Which, there's nothing wrong with that because the, the players were not involved. The players were just getting right. free shoes. They weren't getting any money. Right. right. But then it became, like, this whole big thing, and I'm not going to get into the whole, all the details, but it's just, it's, it's a very interesting documentary. Mm -hmm. The next one I watched was uh, Small Potatoes, Who Killed the USFL? I've seen that before. It's actually quite good. And you know what? After watching it, um, I think the USFL could have survived if they didn't make a few mistakes. That's, That's what most people think.
0: And actually, what's amazing about that documentary is that the people that they interviewed... People who are in the documentary that were involved in USFL, they're so passionate about it. They're so passionate about the league and we could have made this work. And like they have regret about how it ended. It's like really it's its we, we always compare like the AF that came out and then the XFL that these things were just gimmicks. Right. But the USFL was real. Like it was real. You know? It was really It lasted Steve Young played there, Herschel Walker played there, Jim Kelly. Like they, they they took the first round the first draft picks. They took first round draft picks and paid them tons of money and they made the league legitimate, you know? So
1: three years in a row, I think they got the Heisman Trophy winner to play in their league.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they yeah, had no, it's a good, that's a good doc. They it's had a good three
1: full seasons, and the only reason that they they died was because Donald Trump, who became an owner in the third season. Yeah he insisted that they move the league from the spring and started in the fall and compete directly with the NFL. Right. And that was the kiss of death for them.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: One of the owners of one of the teams was a Canadian guy. Um, I forget his first name, but his last name is Bassett. He's the father of, uh, of Carling, Carling Bassett, Bassett, the tennis player. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he died at a relatively young age. Um, I think he had cancer. But uh, he was actually, he was the only one, I think, who would stand up to Donald Trump when they had their owner's yeah. meetings. Right. Anyway. Wow, pretty amazing. So that was a good documentary. <laughs> the next one was, um, if you haven't seen this, you should. It's its actually a funny one. its uh, It's called Silly Little Game. It's about how rotisserie baseball started. Oh my God, I have to watch that. It's actually quite interesting. Do you know why they call it rotisserie baseball?
0: Yeah, because when they first did this in like 1979 or whatever year it was, they used to meet at this rotisserie chicken restaurant and do their draft exactly, and then then they called the thing rotisserie baseball, and then millions of people called it rotisserie baseball for 50 years after. Well, whatever, how many years, you know? Yeah, no, that's why. Yeah, so th- I read a book called uh, what was the book Fantasyland, um, Fantasyland, right? So in that book, Fantasyland, which I know you've read, uh, I forget who the author is actually.
1: I forget also, but I'm sure he's in this documentary.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go into that detail about like the first rotisserie baseball. Uh, yeah.
1: Anyhow, and then the last uh, the last one I watched this week is called Into the Wind. It's about uh, Terry Fox, which is interesting because he's Canadian. The whole thing happened right. in Canada, and this is right. ESPN doing this.
0: The amazing thing is that um, a few years ago, I don't know how many years ago it was. It seems like two years ago, but it's probably more like ten with my memory remember there was this big thing here in Canada like we there was like a big vote and a big show i think it was on cbc it was like the greatest canadians of all time you remember this
1: i do vaguely remember this
0: and you know terry fox i well, i think was well he was definitely in the top 5 i think he was like two number 2 and and like actually if i asked 100 of my american colleagues that i work with who terry fox is not one single person will know who he is really they, they, they won't know who he is. They will. They don't know who Terry Fox is. We know him in Canada. Every kid knows. All my kids know who he is because every September there's a Terry Fox run. Every school in Canada does it. You know? They learn about it. So, um, yeah. Anyways, that's pretty cool that ESPN did that.
1: And uh, I'm not sure if he was the director or the producer, but um, Steve Nash was involved heavily oh, yeah. in this documentary. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: All right, so that's the 30 for 30 segment. Yes. (laughs) I actually had a lot of notes this week. It was really surprising.
1: All right, well, let's hear them. (laughs) The National Hockey League.
0: Well, I mean, there is actual something happening in sports, and it's actually the least, the least, the thing I want to talk about the least. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, it's it's funny, because we talked about this so many times. Like, I love doing this podcast more than ever, and I think it's because we're actually not talking about actual sports. We're sort of talking about the periphery of sports, you know? Like... So apparently last night they voted or yesterday the NHLPA voted that, like, they approved its 24-team play- playoff format and, like, they have their whole plan of what they're going to do if they if they can play. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, people seem all excited about it, but I'm, like, I'm still so skeptical about the whole thing. Like, I still just don't get it.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to say five words that I never thought I would say to you this year. Yeah? The Canadians made the playoffs.
0: hmm it was so annoying yesterday because I follow like this Canadian's Instagram account, like uh, Instahabs, and he posted things like, we're in the playoffs. Do you think Carey Price could win the Conn Smythe Trophy and carry us all the way? I'm like, who is this guy? He's on crack. What, what's going on here? They were the worst, one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> like, and actually, I was thinking about this a lot. and I don't know how you feel, but I mean, uh, like, we can segue off of this just for a second. Like, Just to show you the other side, like in the NHL, the players association took a reasonable stance and they said, holy shit, our whole league is in jeopardy here. We better, we better like work with the owners, right? We need to work together and like be a cohesive unit if we're going to make this league thrive and survive through this, the next couple of years. And I commend them for that. Because in Major League Baseball, they're just doing the opposite. <laughs> like, Major League Baseball, they're just, like, they're just arguing with each other. And, like, like I named the episode last week, you know, 100% of nothing is still nothing, right? And and that's what the players are going to get in baseball. And they're going to, they say, that, I'm seeing that the Major League Baseball says they're going to lose, like, $1.5 billion of revenue. And, like, they got to get it together if they want to, like, make anything, you know? Because the, the NHL players are, are in a different, difficult situation. You know, like, they don't actually make any money during
1: the playoffs. They don't get any paychecks. Except that the winning team and even the team that loses in the finals does get some yeah. sort of big bonus.
0: I know. But, I mean, the reason why they're doing this is because the, the salary cap is directly tied to revenue. So... The whole mass of salaries is 50% of hockey related revenue. And if hockey-related revenue is zero, the players are going to get nothing. The salary cap's going to go down by 30-50% next year. They're all going to take pay cuts. So they they need to start making revenue for the owners so that they could make contracts for themselves down the road. It's it's a very, very interesting little little um universe that they're in and, and actually working well together. But like this is what I wanted to ask you. So everyone's saying like, "Oh, when sports comes back, we're gonna be all in front of our TVs watching the sports, and we're we can't wait to watch." And live sports is so important. I actually turned on the KBO for two minutes this morning. It was on TSN, the Korean baseball. Oh, it
1: was on TSN. I didn't even know.
0: Yeah, like at seven o'clock in the morning, they had a game on. Um, but like, I I'm kind of over sports. Like, I feel like I don't I don't like. I was thinking about it yesterday. It was like, okay, the, and the NHL could come back and they could have this 2014 playoff. I don't know if I'm going to watch. I don't know if I'm going to watch the NHL playoffs.
1: So it's interesting because I was going to say something, not quite what you just said, but I was going to tell you today that I'm done with all these classic games. I'm done with all of them. I'm pretty much am too, because I've watched a lot of them. But, but, they're, but if something cool
0: comes on, I'm going to watch it. Like I watched that the, the eighty two All-Star game yesterday. I'm gonna watch that.
1: We'll get to the eighty two All-Star game in a minute. I did watch it, but I think that's the last classic game I'm going to watch. And and part of the reason I'm done with it is because um when it comes to like whether it's whether it's TSN or Sportsnet or RDS or TVA sports, I've got every sports channel imaginable. Um it seems like they have a million different hockey games. To choose from. Well, they they do have right. a million different hockey games to choose from. Um, they keep showing the same
0: ones over? No, no, no.
1: They keep showing different hockey games, which is good. Like, they'll show junior hockey or they'll show Canada mm. Cup or they'll show World Cup or they'll show NHL from, from the 80s or whatever. But when it comes to Expos games, I've seen the same five or six Expos games over and over again. It's as if they're, the Expos only played six games in their entire history.
0: It's so it's frustrating Redis- to me. It's true. The Reggie Sanders game was on over and over. Denny Boucher's first game was on over and over, right? Exactly. And they're showing
1: the they're going to show the Tony Gwynn three thousandth hit game again. Like I need to see that again. That's not even an Expo's game. That's like you
0: know exactly.
1: So it's like, I I, you know you you have thousands of Expos games to choose from. You don't have to keep showing the same five or six over and over again. So that's part of the reason I'm done with 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 classic games. I think if you're a Jays
0: fan, you're equally. Uh, Frustrated. I, I don't want to speak for Jays fans. I'm not one of them, but they've only been showing, they have these classic Jays games, but they're all from the last five years.
1: Well, a lot of the a lot of the things that Sportsnet is showing is any game involving Roy Halladay, whether he was on the Jays or the. No, Phillies. I saw that
0: too, but I mean, they're only showing like I've only I haven't seen any Jays from the '80s. I didn't see any George Bell, Jesse Barfield, Lloyd Mosby, Damaso Garcia, Dave Steve. I didn't see any of these guys. I didn't even see the great teams. I didn't even see Joe Carter, Ramiro Alomar. I didn't see any of those games. The only Jays games I'm seeing is the the Batista Donaldson uh, Halladay. You know, era basically. They did show. Kind of, they did show a lot of, of the.
1: Um, they did show a lot of the Roberto Alomar era. They did show a lot yeah. of that like a month ago.
0: Uh, okay, so maybe I missed it because I'm a little late to the game. On the, I, like I told you, Sportsnet is not something that I normally even go to. Like I look at see what's on TSN. Only lately I'm seeing. I'm looking to see what's on Sportsnet because I see classic NHL. I want to see what it is. Like looking like oh, can Canadians Flames game five 1989. You know, I'm like oh maybe I'll watch that, but. So, like, back to my original question. Will
1: you watch this NHL Playoff Hockey 2014 format? I will because there's really nothing else to do. Like, I, I am allowed to leave the house, but it's not recommended. And so, yeah. if I'm stuck indoors um, and I've reached the end of the internet, then I, all, I'm, I'm, all I'm left to watch is the NHL playoffs. Now, gotcha. I have to say, I'm not crazy about this 2014 format, to be honest. Um, Me too. I, I'm not sure why. It seems like so they don't want to finish the regular season. I think some teams had 12 games left or whatever. Um right. It seems like they're in a rush to get. Well, on, they are. But but why? Like, what's well, the rush? If they don't
0: start. They're they, they're worried that they're they're worried about like. If they don't start by a certain date, they're never going to finish by a certain date. Although, I've seen on Twitter this week people saying, what's the big deal if hockey's in the summer? Who cares? Let it be in the summer. Well, that's you know? the thing.
1: Like, 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 why? who cares when they start? Who cares when they finish? Who cares how long it takes? I don't... They should be thinking a different way. Rather than, like, trying to rush to get this over with, Yeah. I would say they should wait before they start to make sure make really, that everything is safe first. Yeah.
0: And also make it really good.
1: Yeah. Right? So, like, I don't have an issue with them, like, if they want to finish the—I mean, they don't want to finish the regular season, it sounds like, but I would rather they just finish the regular season like they were going to, and then have 16 teams in the playoffs rather than 24. It's harder
0: to finish the regular season, because I guess this way they can get all the—because aren't they talking about, like, making these little bubble cities, like, a certain amount of them, and teams are going to be in these certain cities, so— if you have every team playing the regular season, how are you going to do that? You're going to follow the rest of the schedule. Like you can't have the Canadians flying to Arizona, you know, and then at the same, and the same night, uh, Dallas is playing Pittsburgh. Like it's not going to work. Right. So
1: I guess not, but anyway, so now did you hear, I don't know if you heard this. So originally, um, the original plan was, so what they're doing is the top four teams get a bye, and then the other teams play each other. And then they're, okay. and then so, so four teams get eliminated from each conference. So a total of eight yeah. get eliminated. And then they're down to the normal 16. So that's oh, the plan. Okay. okay. That's that's the 2014 plan. However, so basically you're going to have like one, two, three, four get a bye. So five is playing 12, six is playing 11, seven is playing 10, and eight's playing nine. Mm-hmm. And originally that round, that play in round that they're calling it, they wanted to do it a, a best of three. Now they've changed right. it to a best of five. But originally the plan was to do best of three. And a bunch of players said, no, 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 no. We don't want it to be a best of three. Because, for example, the Penguins were like, we have to play the Canadians in a best of three. Carey Price could steal that series in two games and then we're done. Yeah. And literally that's what they said. They're worried about Carey Price, which makes me laugh. Because, yes, he's a very good goalie, but the Canadians suck. And if I'm the Penguins, if I'm the Penguins and I see, oh, great, we get to play the Canadians. I'm looking forward to that.
0: They're the last team to sneak in. They're the team number 24 out of 24.
1: But it just goes to
0: show you, because we talked about this like two months ago, like or more now, like Price has this like reputation, right? He has a reputation amongst his fellow players, like and it's there. And like perception is reality, like. So, if he's perceived as being the best goalie in the league, that's what the players believe, you know? It's mm-hmm. not what I believe. <laughs> it's fine. It's <laughs> I think fine. he's good on a bad team. I think he's a good goalie on a bad team. He's exactly
1: like, what he is, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dang all it. right. I mean, I, that's all I have to say about hockey. Like, So, so I had a... Uh, sorry if I'm taking charge of the, the the sequence of topics, but... Major League Baseball. How did you like that 1982 Major League Baseball All-Star game last night?
1: So I actually really enjoyed it because, for a bunch of reasons, I was at the game, so I never got to see the game on television. Like, I don't yeah. think I had a VCR back then. I was 11 years old. Um, yeah. So it's not like I could record the game and then watch it again the next day. Um yeah. So I, I noticed... I liked, I liked
0: what they showed about Montreal at the beginning. You know, they gave a little...
1: You know, that was nice. It was nice. And I wonder... The history
0: of, like, baseball in Montreal, Jackie Robinson, Jerry Park, the team, like, you know.
1: Did, but... did, you, did you, when you were 11 years old in 1982, did you watch the game at home? No, I was always at camp. The, the All-Star game was always a really big deal
0: for me. For, for all of us, right? As kids, like, up until, like, in my mid-20s, the Major League Baseball All-Star game, All-Star game was a huge thing. I remember when we first met, when we first became friends, we would get together with groups and watch the game. Remember, like
1: for me, it was always a big deal. Yes,
0: um, no, but I was in camp for like those early '80s, but we always found a way to like listen to it on the radio, or I mean, I could tell you a crazy story about watching the next year's '83 All-Star Game on TV, but so for maybe for another uh, another podcast, um, and it was a big deal because like my camp that I went to was in Ontario and it was like um uh, one of the, it was like 50-50 basically like Toronto kids and Montreal kids with a touch of Ottawa sprinkled in there so there was always like there's always like a huge rivalry and like back then in the early 80s obviously the Canadian Montreal was dominant right because we kicked our butts in hockey the Leafs stank the Canadians were still good in the early 80s and uh, the Expos were good and the Jays were like, in 1983, the Jays had not even been good yet. You know, like, the Jays first became good in around 85 or 86, right? So, um, it was a big deal, the All-Star Game. Like, it was a big deal. And the fact that it was in Montreal was huge, right? And we had all those expos, and they introduced the players, and it was it was really nice to watch.
1: It was so funny because I remember being at the game, and again, I was 11 years old, so what do I know? Yeah. And the first thing, when I when I showed up at the stadium, and I saw that huge big all-star logo in center field yeah. i'm like wow the field looks so cool and then can i just stop you for a second
0: <laughs> cuz i have two notes from the game from yesterday from what i watched well, i know what you're going to say the turf was an aberration La- it is watching it on tv and seeing the turf that they played on it is, it was horrifying to to see it on tv like this is what they played on i i couldn't even believe my eyes yesterday like what I was watching, what, that was, it was awful.
1: Watching it last night, I said to myself, "the the the field looks awful." There's no yeah. way Major League Baseball would allow a baseball game to be played on that field today. No chance. I agree. It was it was disgusting, and it's just so funny because I thought it looked so cool as an 11 year old.
0: The whole stadium looked bad. Like you, at that time, you forget it had that they had the track all around. Even behind home plate was the
1: track. You know, like yes, yes. The stadium
0: looked really garbage. <laughs> You know, like, honestly, there was so much,
1: there was so much foul territory. It was, it was awful.
0: But later on, because the stadium that I remember going to more didn't have as much foul territory. At one point, I think they rejiggered the configuration, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. They completely changed everything. They built the catchers club behind home plate. They made, they made less foul territory. Um, so yeah, they did, they did improve it as much as they could. I mean, it's like putting lips. And
0: when they did play on, they did play on better turf for most of the time. Like uh, if, I don't know if you caught it during the broadcast, Howard Cosell was saying that they were going to replace that, that turf in the next, in the off season. It's like, okay. <laughs> My God. And then like, there was no roof, right? There was no roof. Like they played out, outdoors in that game in 82, right? You saw that it was open.
1: Yes. But the other, the interesting thing is they showed there was one clip during the game last night Where the camera goes up to the roof and you see like four fans just hanging out on the roof. How did they even get there?
0: I don't know. (laughs) That's wild. So, so that's wild. So I had two notes. The turf was disgusting. I can't believe like that they played on that. It was awful. And my second note, my second note is actually about the All-Star game itself. The players cared. Yes. Did you see? Did you see their reactions when they were introducing them? They were fired up. They were fired up. And, and during the game when a guy made a good player, got a big hit and they came to goat, they wanted to win. Both teams wanted to win. And I don't know if you saw, I, I knew this, uh, I knew this like already. I wasn't sure about the actual number, but I know that 82 was the last uh, year of the national League dominance. They had won, they like for many, many years before, and actually they showed it yesterday. I didn't know the exact year, but from 71 to 82, they won every game in the national League. It's only the year after the American League finally won. But, so, like, this was like they wanted to win. And you had players that were old school on these teams. Like, there were some old players in 82 at the time. Like, Pete Rose was, like, in his 20th year, right? Carly Ostremski was in that game, right? So, so, um... I don't know. It's like it's it's amazing how the players actually the game actually had meaning without making a gimmick, without having home field advantage, and then you you notice why they cared. Like the managers actually managed. Gary Carter caught the whole nine innings.
1: No, he didn't. No. Tony Pena came in to pinch run for him and stole a
0: base. Right, but but oh, that's right, that's right. But he, he Carter played the majority of the game, and actually many of the starters played the whole game. Some players that were on the bench didn't even get in the game.
1: I think the year like before. Now, when The year before, in 81, when the game was in Cleveland, Carter hit two home runs. He might have played the whole game in 1981.
0: Right. Yeah. But, but but what I'm saying is, like, there's now every player has to play. Right? And there's players that were on the bench that just
1: didn't get in the game, you know? Did you see the play where, um, I think it's the one where, where Pena stole the base, Billy Martin came out of the dugout to argue the call with the umpire. Exactly. This is an all-star game, and Billy Martin's coming out to argue.
0: I but, mean, it started off, the game started off, the way it started told you everything you need to know about like how much they wanted to win. Cause Ricky Henderson gets on the first inning and, and Steve Rogers throws over like 15 times to told him, told him, So, like, that's not going to happen anymore, you know? Like, they're going to let him steal. Actually, there's no more stealing in baseball anyway. So, like, the guys don't steal, and they wouldn't steal. But, like, at the time, it was like, this is it. We're not going to let Ricky Henderson steal a base off of us, you know? We're going to hold him as close as we can. We're going to pitch out. We're going to—there's actual strategy. It was, like, it was was actually uh, cool to see that—I don't know when it all changed, Josh, but the All-Star game is really, like, bogus now when you look at this.
1: I, that's that, that is one of the things I noticed for sure that that the players actually cared the other funny thing about the game is um you mentioned Howard Cosell you didn't mention yeah. you didn't mention Bob euchre like Bob euchre was a legitimate. You know, I know reporter back then, which is hilarious because <laughs> I, I think of him as a clown now. Me too. He's the, he's the stupid announcer from Major League, right? Sorry. But he was a legitimate reporter back then, and so the, the, he he would interview after a player came out of the game. They'd show him down in the locker room or some tunnel somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah, I saw
0: him interviewing Steve Rogers, Steve
1: Rogers, and Pete Rose yeah. and a few other yeah. players. But it was so funny because he'd ask one question and that was it. Like you'd be yeah. waiting for the follow up, and there would be no follow up. <laughs>
0: Anyways, it was great to see. I mean, I'd actually like to watch some other old All Star games, maybe. Um, I know they showed this one because it was in Montreal and everything, but you know.
1: So one other thing. So I mean, there were there were four Expos in the starting lineup, including Steve Rogers, and then Al Oliver got into the game as well. Right. And it just makes you realize how good the Expos were in the early '80s. And I know, but
0: you know, in 82, with all those five players, they did not have a good year. I know they that. They finished third in the division, I think, and they were just a little bit above 500 and just didn't work, you
1: know? Which is one of those things, like, it's hard for me to comprehend how this team never won anything.
0: I know, I thought about it last night. So we can get into a whole debate about it, but I was thinking about it yesterday. I was saying, like... As much as we know that Carter and Dawson and these guys were superstars and they are deserving Hall of Famers, the Hall of Famers on the teams that they played against that beat them out were a, were a step above them. Like, it, the Expos did not have Mike Schmidt or Steve Carlton. And that's, that's the difference. You know, those guys are Hall of Famers of Hall of Famers, you know? So
1: I don't know. Maybe that's it. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's just very frustrating when... when yeah, it is. It is. You it know, is. like, I obviously, I, I know the 1994 Expos were unreal, but... Yeah. And I know that they played that Stratomatic series with the 94 yeah. Expos against the 81 Expos, and I know 94, the 94 team won that, but, I mean, you can play yeah. that Stratomatic series 100 times, and you'll have... Maybe they'll go 51 and 49 or something. Who knows? Yeah. Um. But the 81 team, the 82 team... Even even, no, if, you to, even if, yeah, say, if you go back to if you go back to seventy nine and eighty, those teams were unbelievable. And well
0: seventy nine actually was is the winningest team in the history of the, the franchise, like in terms of wins in a season. I think it's ninety seven wins. That's like that's the team, the seventy nine team. That's obviously eighty one. Obviously the eighty one team had a strike and the ninety four team had to strike, you know, so we don't know how many they would have got, but
1: Yeah. Seventy nine they lost to the Pirates though, right?
0: Correct, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Willie, Willie Stargell. Again, a Hall of Famer among Hall of Famers, not just not just a regular Hall of Famer,
1: right? It makes you sad. It makes me sad. Oh, for sure.
0: I don't know. That, I read an article this week that says that all this uh, uncertainty and the pandemic and how much money Major League Baseball is going to lose is actually going to be good for the prospects of getting a team back here.
1: Well, it's funny because um, – When I kept hearing those stories, like, um, what's his face? Blake Snell season. Yeah. Blake Snell opening up his mouth and all these players saying, you know, they, they don't want to play or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. I said to myself, thank God Montreal doesn't have a baseball team because I'd be pulling my hair out right now if they did. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, I know. All right, Josh. I mean, I told you I had a lot of, um, notes. Uh, we've gone through them. I really, everything I have is really short. So like if you have other stuff, go for it.
1: TV? Well, I just want to tell you a few other things I watched on television this week. Nothing to do with sports.
0: Okay, good. Because most of my stuff is like non not so sports related.
1: So um, you may have already seen this on Netflix. There's a new uh, Jerry Seinfeld stand-up. No, I didn't see it. It's called 23 Hours to Kill.
0: I'm going to check it out. Got to, love, got to love, love the sign. Love the sign. It's
1: virtually brand new. It's from 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know when it was recorded, but it's pretty good. Got to love the sign. I watch Seinfeld
0: every single day, by the way.
1: I know you mentioned that.
0: Every day. You know, on Much Music, it's on every day, like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Sometimes it's on comedy. It's on, like, I record. I always have, like, a, a good five-pack of Seinfelds on my PVR that I can just go to whenever I feel like.
1: Here's what you need to try to do. And yeah. you're allowed to change the channel as often as you want, but can you watch Seinfeld 24 hours consecutively?
0: No, I don't think you could. Not not in Canada. On the US, I bet you could. I think you could I do know. it in Canada, too. Well, I mean, I could do it on streaming, but not on regular no, no, cable. No, no, no. I mean I on think... regular cable. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm not sure. And Anyways, it's still such a great show. What can I tell you?
1: So the other... The other I watched two movies. Mm-hmm. Not on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They have... I don't know if, if Videotron has this... Bell Five has these four different movie channels and one of them is all 70s movies. One is all 80s movies. One is all 90s movies. And one is all movies from the 2000s.
0: Probably they have it on video, channel, but it's probably in French.
1: <laughs> so anyway, you normally you have to pay extra for these channels, but they're free right yeah. now. There's a lot of stuff
0: that's free right now. Yeah.
1: So, but the, 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 the 70s movie channel, they often put on older movies, like anything in the 70s or older Okay. So the two movies I watched this week were Casablanca. Yeah. With Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. And then the next one I watched was Play It Again, Sam with Woody Allen.
0: Oh, that's that's great. It's like
1: it ties in. Did they do that on purpose? Did they show the... They did show them back to back and I'm pretty sure they did it on purpose.
0: So I, I know you're a big Woody Allen guy or your brother
1: was anyway. My brother He's... is. I've never, I've never seen either of these movies before. Oh, I've seen Casablanca, but... So yes, there is a tie-in and it's quite interesting actually. So um What when that, that's good. So did you like Casablanca? I did. I mean, you know, the the the, the visual effects are kind of weak no, compared to movies it, these days, it, but
0: it's all the story and the acting. That's the that's what makes those movies, right? Yeah,
1: and it's it's a little bit the sound quality isn't great, so it's yeah. a little hard to follow and things, but um yeah. but yeah, I did enjoy it.
0: When uh, me and uh, my wife were dating before we were married, At one point, at one of the movie theaters here in Montreal, I don't remember if it was like the Lowe's or the Palace, like one of those old theaters, I think it was the Palace, they had like a Casablanca night. So we went and we like, we got all dressed up, you know, like formal, like you're going to like this big night at the movies and we went to the Palace and then we watched Casablanca on the big screen in this old theater. It was really fun. Yeah.
1: I think movie theaters are dead.
0: Wow. Wow. I mean we can do a whole podcast about it. I've been listening and reading a lot of stuff about the movie industry like and uh it's going to change.
1: <laughs> I mean because already right now, already people yeah. were staying home and watching movies on Netflix and things like that even before this whole pandemic. Yeah. Now it's going to be even worse or better, like yeah. depends but
0: how you But I look mean at it. if anything's going to come back though, I feel it's movies though because eventually when it's safe, people will want to go out and and go. It's like an event, you know, to go to the movie theater. You still want to go, you know? But yeah, it's going to change because the 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 movie studios have realized that they can still make money even if they don't put it in a the movie theater. Now they figured out they realized they out of necessity they figured out other ways. So this is going to eat these other ways, which is all streaming stuff, is going to eat into what's going to be at the box office. I guess I don't know. So speaking of old movies, I just want to shout out your brother since we already mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Um. He emailed me the other last week. I forgot to tell you. Or I, did I tell you? I think you, you did. You know you know the clip that we use in the show for What Bugs Me? Yes, I do. He want, he, he wanted to know where it was from. It was really, really bothering him.
1: It's one of my <laughs> favorite movies from? of all time.
0: That's it. Right. So it's a, it's a mad, 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 mad world. So just, just to let every... In case anybody else out there is asking what is that clip from, that's what it's from.
1: So when I first got my PVR, I don't know, five years ago or more, eight years ago yeah. maybe... Yeah. Um, I happened to find that that movie, it's a mad, 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 mad world was going to be on television, you know, the next day or something. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, since I have nothing recorded on my PVR, I'll record It'll the, the mo- first thing. It'll be the first <laughs> thing I record. And yeah. this is eight years ago. It's still on my PVR now.
0: That's amazing. I can go watch it right that, now if I want. That's like when you got a CD player, it probably like 1988, let's say. Maybe you got one, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first CD that you bought?
1: It might have been Sinead O'Connor.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Grud shout. For me, it was Robert Palmer.
1: Okay. <laughs> Simply Can Irresistible?
0: Imagine? Yeah, like one of those albums. The, the, either that album or the other one. I don't remember. Yeah. Riptide was the name of the album, I think. Anyways, that's like a glimpse into the past. So, I want to talk to you about podcasts. Okay. The big news this week was that Joe Rogan <laughs> signed a contract with Spotify. Do you know about this? No. Do you know who Joe Rogan is?
1: I've heard the name.
0: Okay. Joe Rogan was like, he used to host this show like uh, Fear Factor.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah.
0: But now he's like, he's a commentator for UFC. Okay. He's heavily involved in UFC, but he has a very, very popular podcast. It's like the Joe Rogan podcast. It's like one of the top podcasts in terms of downloads ever. So he signed a contract with Spotify for $100 million. Holy cow. And now his Joe Rogan podcast is going to be exclusive on Spotify. Exclusive. You won't be able to get it anywhere else but Spotify. So the podcast world was like mad. Like like, you know, our favorite developer, developer Marco, the guy who created the Overcast app, right? He tweeted something this week with a bunch of profanity saying how mad he was about this, saying it goes against everything that what a podcast is supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be available anywhere, right? And now you only can get this on Spotify. So he was like super mad about it. But what I wanted to ask you is, and this came up because there was a little Twitter thread with, with our buddy... um our buddy uh, Matt Sanderson, you know, of formerly the the uh, semi-intellectual musings, now he has his own podcast called Nooks and Crannies, and um, so he tweeted that, like, with a quiz on Twitter, like, okay, how much money would you take, fellow podcasters? How much money would it take for you to to make an exclusive deal to put your podcast only on Spotify? <laughs> so i'm like wow this is an interesting question considering that we actually make no money from the podcast and actually it's actually minus right when you consider like some of the small things that we have to pay for in terms of the web hosting and audio hosting and stuff like this like so like we actually pay to do this hobby we're not making any money off of it so i'm like i don't know like give me like so like what would the number be so like i like i said i think I would take $5,000 and I wouldn't put it on Spotify with like, what would your number be? Like, would you have a number to be exclusive on Spotify or you have enough principles that you're like, no, it has to stay on all
1: the platforms. I think if, if, if I was going to do this. Yeah. I think the only reason I would do it would be if I could quit my day job. Right, so it has to be something so
0: earth-shattering. It's not like a small sum of money like $5,000. Right. It would have to be something where it's going to change your life. Got it.
1: Right, so in other words, I'd have to... But you could still keep doing the podcast. We could
0: still keep doing the podcast. They could give us $5,000, and we could just keep doing it only on Spotify.
1: I know, but like I said, it's only worth it for me if I can quit my day job, so they'd have to pay me at least what I'm making annually at my day job in order for me to quit the day job.
0: Right, having just like a little sum of money to help you now, it's not it's useless, right? Well, I mean, I know if someone's going to offer I us, if someone's going
1: to offer us money. I'm not going to turn it down. Why right, would I turn yeah. it down? I just thought it was
0: an interesting discussion because people are like, well, uh, everyone's so mad at Joe Rogan, like it's it's unbelievable. But I mean, like they offered him a hundred million dollars. What is he supposed to say? No.
1: They sh- yeah should they shouldn't be mad at Joe Rogan. They should be mad at Spotify. I think
0: they should. They should. Is is who and I don't know if Spotify is gonna how they're going to make money. Like, well, I mean, I mean, I guess there's advertising and, and premium subscriptions and stuff. And but it's really like,
1: well, hold on. Didn't, didn't, um didn't Spotify also give Bill Simmons a huge boatload of money? Well, they,
0: they bought Bill Simmons completely. Like they bought the ringer podcast network. They own it. Okay. But the ringer podcast network is still not exclusively on Spotify. It's on everywhere. I see. Um, although like, Spotify, as the business owner, is making money off the advertising, regardless of where it is, right? Like, they they own the business now. But, I mean, maybe one day it is going to be exclusive. And I actually think Bill Simmons started to roll out special mini-podcasts, not like the regular ones that I listen to. There's there's certain ones now that are exclusive to Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's like, we did an episode of this. It's on. I'm like, And I'm like... I'm ignoring those, like I'm just ignoring those. But I wanted to tell you something, that I discovered a new podcast this week, I listened to the whole thing, there's eight episodes, I listened to it all last weekend, and I found the first episode on Overcast, like like how we usually find it, like Overcast pulls the Apple iTunes li- uh, podcast library, so it's called Wind of Change, and I heard about it because they advertised it on another podcast that I listened to. So I went on it, and I'm like, there's only one episode. There's a teaser episode for two minutes, and then there's episode one. I'm like, well, where are the rest of these? Like, this is not right. There's supposed to be eight episodes. Then when you listen to episode one, they tell you it's exclusive to Spotify. So you can listen to episode one everywhere else. But if you want all the rest, you have to go listen on Spotify. So I had to do it. I had to. Because it was very compelling. <laughs> you know the song Wind of Change by the Scorpions?
1: You know this song? I do know the song, but hold on. You you had to go listen to the rest on Spotify, but did you have to pay? No, I didn't have to pay, no. Okay. So yeah, I do know the song.
0: So the whole podcast is eight episodes. this about this theory that the CIA wrote that song for the Scorpions. That's what this podcast is about. And now this guy, the guy that made this podcast, it's not some fringe conspiracy theorist. This guy is a writer for the New Yorker magazine. It's like a real legitimate investigative journalism. And he interviews people from the CIA and they have voice changers and people don't want to talk because they can't lose their job. And it's really like quite, quite, I mean, look, in the eight episodes, they talk more about just this song. They talk about how the CIA has influenced pop culture in other ways throughout the last like 50 years. Anyways, if you want to listen to it, I don't know if it's up your alley. It, it was up my alley, but I would recommend it to, to anybody. Like it's quite a, quite a good listen.
1: Speaking of recommendations, I do listen to you, by the way, because you mentioned that podcast um reply all. Yeah. And I did listen to the episode that you told me about.
0: Brian versus Brian.
1: No, it was um no. the girl who got her her Instagram account. Oh hacked. the
0: Snapchat thief.
1: Yeah. With Snapchat or Instagram. I don't know. The yeah, difference.
0: yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The Snapchat thief it's called. Yeah.
1: So I did listen to that. And yeah, it was it's very, crazy, interesting. No. very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. However, um, in, in their show notes, they give yeah. you links to, um, you know, if you want to protect yourself better online right. so that you don't get hacked. There's a bunch of different articles you can read and other, other podcasts you can listen to. Um, and so I, I read a, bu- a bunch of the articles. Now, again, this is from a couple of years ago, I think. So maybe things have changed because things change every five minutes with technology. That's right. But at one point, in one article, it says... Make sure that you turn on um, this feature where, I don't know what it's called, but they have to send you a code to your phone, a text message to your phone so that you can log into your account.
0: Yeah. It's like the double authentication. Correct. Right yes. Yeah.
1: So in one article it says, make sure you turn that on for any website that allows you to turn it on. Okay. Then I read another article, which might've been written a, a month later or two months later, I yeah. don't know, where it says... Yeah if you have your phone number associated with any of your accounts, remove your phone number. So like oh now gosh. I don't know what to do.
0: Right. Oh my God. That's wild. Anyways, good, good listens. No.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was very good. Thank you for the recommendation. Before we sign off,
0: remember you can listen and subscribe to new and archived episodes of the Skip and Josh podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Google play, iHeartRadio, and of course, Spotify. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you via email, skipandjoshshow at gmail.com, via Twitter at Skip and Josh, or by liking and following our Facebook page. As always, you can get all the links to everything I just talked about on our website, skipandjosh.com. We leave you with this.
1: So, um, just to end the show. Sure. Um, two, two quick notes. They're, yeah. both, they're both actually uh, somewhat related. Um, I know you haven't watched The Last Dance, and neither have I. No. Now, I think starting today, or maybe if not today, then, uh, then next Saturday, The Last Dance is going to be on ABC every Saturday afternoon. I everybody. However, the version on ABC, they bleep out all the bad words.
0: Blah. Apparently, there's tons of swearing. Michael Jordan apparently swears every
1: 10 seconds. Apparently, he does. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs>
0: I'm still not going to watch it.
1: No, the other note I had for you, and this is old news, but I don't yeah. think we talked about it. If yeah. if there is an NFL season this year, yeah. if there is, um, two people that you won't hear or see on Monday Night Football are Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland.
0: I feel bad for Joe Testor because he's actually half decent. Booker had to go. I'm just sorry. Booker had to go. He was no good.
1: No, he wasn't. So anyway, I just, I, just no as good. soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, Skip will be happy about this.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I really hope that we do have Monday Night Football. I really hope we do. Um, the other thing I had to end the show with was uh, I watched a complete show in like two days, <laughs> a whole season. Of this show called Outer Banks. Have you seen this on
1: Netflix? I, I've heard. I've heard the the title before. I don't know what it's about. How many episodes? It's a teen, uh, ten maybe. So is there only one season?
0: Yeah, there's definitely season two. The way it ends, it's a teen show. It's with teen actors. Well, you know, it's good looking, good looking guys, good looking girls. So it's like Dawson's Creek town. Uh, something like that. Except it's really like an action show, and there's like this treasure hunt. Aspect, it's kind of weird. It's really not that good, but it's actually the kind of thing that becomes popular during these quarantine days. (laughs) It's kind of interesting. And the other thing I wanted to tell you is that uh, I still have
1: my Sirius XM preview, it's still going. (laughs) You know what? I haven't, I forgot that I had it, and because I don't have it on my phone, I have it on my computer. Right. Right. And unless I remember to go to that website, I don't even bother to turn it on.
0: I listen to it every single day. I've never signed up for anything. I never log in. I just turn it on. It says free preview and I just listen to what I want.
1: I should probably go check because I actually did have to give in all my information and hopefully they don't like charge me one day and then I get this huge bill without knowing.
0: Well, I I hope not. Right. That's all I got.
1: And that's all I got.
0: Perfect. It's a perfect episode. Every episode's a perfect episode. I used up all my notes. It's like everything's erased. It's perfect. All right. I'll speak to you same time next week.
1: Have a great week.